Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially the black. Boy, it's just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Now, this morning, this morning, this brisk, cool, chill morning, we're going to have some exciting conversation this morning. And one of the things that I want us to take from this conversation is accountability. You know, you're going to hear some things this morning that, are going to make you think. You know, I like having thought-provoking conversations. So my goal is to make you think this morning. And in addition to that, you're going to hear some information that's going to allow you to look at your life, look at where you are, and see how you are lining up or not with the information that you're about to hear. So get ready, get ready. I hope you have your favorite morning beverage in hand, notepad, in the other hand with a pen, and you're ready to take on this information. Now, folks, in the studio with me is uh, a gentleman by the name of Pastor Bill Jenkins. He is the founder and senior pastor of Destiny Land Christian Center, which has become known as an apostle, well, he has become known as an apostle of God with a prophetic voice. His deep spiritual revelation and insight from God's word allows him to take the toughest passages of scripture and explain them in a practical way that we can understand. So let's get ready to hear from Pastor Bill Jenkins, the plan of God. Good morning, Pastor Jenkins. How are you? Oh, good morning. I'm doing great, and so it's uh, good to hear your voice. Well, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to be heard, so I, I appreciate the <laughs> opportunity, and, <laughs> and I'm very grateful for the platform that, that, that God has, has provided me. So thank you for agreeing to be our guest this morning in the cafe. How are things going for you, and, and where are you about now? Well, right now I'm in California, so you said it's a cool, crisp morning <laughs> where you're at, but uh, it would be about in the 80s today here in uh California. So I have a church in California. I have a church in Indianapolis. Just so happened to be uh, in California this weekend. And so uh, I'm enjoying some really uh, nice weather. <laughs> oh, good for you. Good, good for you. you you're making us, um, I guess we. some of us are jealous and some of us can appreciate um, <laughs> uh, being, being in warmer climates. So... <laughs> So, so Pastor Bill, you have a very interesting background. 
Um, and and one of the things that I read that that I found to be um, very moving for me is your movement with with youth and how you have helped in some of the communities. Yeah, we really take what we do seriously. You know, we don't just do what we do to, you know, waste time. What we do is we try to make a difference in people's lives. And so several years ago, we started uh, working with some of the officials in Indianapolis to get the kids off of the street, give them something to do, and really, you know, try to provide an opportunity for them to do something positive. We found out that the number one crime night uh, in Indianapolis was Friday night, so we started a club called Club Acts. And um, from 7 to 10, 7 to 11, every Friday night, um, you know, we had foosball, ping pong, air hockey, movie room, weight room, full court gym, food court area for them to eat, places for them to fellowship, enough adult supervision there to minister to them. And then we expanded upon that and took it to every side of town in Indianapolis. You know, we talk about our youth being the you know, uh, the future, but really I believe the future is now and we have to start making great deposits in their hearts now, or we may lose them later. So we try to do things that are positive, encouraging. We know we're not going to win everybody to the Lord or get everybody in our church, but that's not the really goal. Our goal is to meet people at their point of need and help them where they're at to be more successful in their life going forward. Awesome, awesome, and amazing. When when you are doing those things in, in Indianapolis, and, and I really want people who are trying to work with the youth and some may be running up against um, some issues, what were um, some of your greatest challenges in, in getting that movement started? And how did you well, get past I, I, it? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, I, I think the greatest challenge would have been if I didn't have something, because I'm the pastor and I had the vision, I sort of cast that out and You know, when we first started, you know, we had to move all of the chairs from our main sanctuary, put out different games and different things for the kids to do, and then put it back on the, you know, Friday night so we would be ready for Sunday service. So I think the greatest challenge is making sure you have a pastor that has a heart for that and then making sure you have people committed enough to be faithful on a regular basis. One of the things that kids need is they need consistency. I have three teenage boys, and they spell love T-I-M-E. And so if I don't spend time with them, they don't think I love them. So it's the same thing with just about every kid. we got to spend time, be willing to make that investment. And when you have people who are faithfully committed and dedicated to being there week in and week out, think about it. This is an every week thing. So you got to have adult supervision, people that are consistent. How can – you know, our kids improve or change or be better if they don't see the consistency in adults. And so that would probably be the number one challenge. Fortunately, we've been blessed with great people at the Church of Acts who've been able to, uh, you know, be faithful, be involved, and been consistent, and that's made a tremendous difference. Mm-hmm. Church of Acts, I, I like that. And, uh, <laughs> with that being a, a passage, or, or not a passage, but a, a chapter, and, and one of the books of the Bible. So I, I, I like that. And speaking of, yep. of books of the Bible, let, let's move into um, some of the um, some of the things that, that you've been sharing uh, as you live up to the reputation of the go-to guy when it comes to understanding practical things. So let, let's talk about this numeric system that you have um, been writing about, been speaking about, 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and by the way, you mentioned about the Church of Acts. Acts is also an acronym. It's not just a, a book of the Bible. We've turned it into an acronym that means mm-hmm. anointed Christians tormenting Satan. So whatever we do, we want to lift up the Lord. We want to, you know, torment the devil. We want to tear his kingdom down. We want to make a difference in kids' lives. So really, you know, that's what it's about. But you asked about the numbers. Um, one of the things that uh, the Lord really has put on my heart for the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018 is beginning to write books. Matter of fact, uh, since uh, the beginning of October, I'll have released a book a month, October, November, and then December. Um, in 2017, I had two ready to be released in 2018 because the Lord really put it upon my heart to, you know, uh, sort of get the information that he's placed and put in me out on the table for everybody to read. And one of the things that I think God has given me some insight into is the understanding of numbers, colors, names, places, people, the Bible, symbols of the Bible to help us understand what the true intent of God is for a particular passage of Scripture in the Bible. So, you know, you have different kinds of studies. You have, uh, you know, sort of an inductive study, a deductive study. You have studies where you read the Bible and you ask the Lord to reveal something to you. Or some people have the study Bibles where it's already figured out for you at the bottom of the page. You have character study where you study specific character. Or you have a topical study where you take a topic and then study it out in the Bible. It's always important that as Christians we uh, stay fresh in connecting with the Lord. It can get boring just to open up the Bible and read it. I know sometimes that may be offensive to people, but it's true. I've been around for 30 years serving the Lord in ministry, and I needed to develop something fresh. And so I began to understand there was a purpose. There's 31,102 scriptures in the Bible. Every word has a meaning and a purpose. And I began to see that numbers, colors, they have a significance in the Bible for us to understand uh, a particular passage of Scripture maybe in a better way. And so what I do is I take those numbers, and even like for instance for 2017, I look at the number 17 in the Bible, and I list out all the different scriptural references. 18, or 17 is mentioned 18 times in the Bible, so I lay it all out. And then I see what the pattern is. What does it revolve around? When you see 17 in the Bible, it revolves around God resetting things in our life. If you just look at Noah, the the, uh, flood started on the 17th day of the month, but the ark came to land on Mount Ararat on the 17th day of the month. And Mount Ararat just happens to be 17,000 feet, so, you know, high. So 17 is connected to God resetting things, starting things again, bringing closure to one season and open another season. It's also connected to divine healing in that there are 17 different uh, general diseases that are mentioned in the Bible. It's connected to total victory in our life. Jesus was raised from the dead on the Hebrew month. Nisan, N-I-S-A-N, on the 17th day, and then it's connected to God revealing things in our life. There's 17 works of the flesh that are mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, and when you look at that, just look at the things, uh, the time people of the year was the Me Too movement, where they're coming out, telling about their experiences, you know, where they felt violated, women have felt violated in certain things. All of these things I put in the book over a year ago, and you see these things come to pass. So when you see number in the Bible it has a connection to something that's going on now, and it has the ability for God to reveal a greater intent of a meaning for a particular scripture or passage of scripture in the Bible to help us understand exactly what's going on and what he wants us to grasp in our lives. 
So when when you when you um, think about um, the plan of God, or when we think about the plan of God, what what does it mean to you, based on your experience, uh, your studies that you've done? When you look at the plan of God, what He has for people, what what does it mean to you? And and what could you say to my audience about the plan of God? Well, I think the plan of God is always unfolding and being revealed on a daily basis. I think it changes. You know, uh, the Bible said line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. So as we walk in obedience to the little bit that God gives us, then God gives us more. Wouldn't it be wonderful if God gave us all the details, but he doesn't. He gives us the direction, and then he fills in the blanks and gives us the details later. And, you know, that's sometimes hard for us as people, as human beings, to receive but the plan of God is often unfolding in our life, but it's, it's a slow process. You know, I wish we could go from A to Z, but it's A to B, and then B to C, and then C to D. It's really dependent upon us making sure that we're walking in obedience to God with what he's given us so that he can uh, take us to another level and reveal another part of that plan. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. And so we have to have a vision, and that's why I look at these numbers in the Bible to help us get a specific vision, direction, plan for God for a year. And then uh, as we walk in that, then God reveals another piece of the puzzle um, in the next year to come. So it's always unfolding. It's always being, you know, revealed, and it's a gradual process where once we do one thing and uh, moving obedience to God in one area, then he reveals another piece of the puzzle for us to complete the overall plan that God has for us in our lives. I, I like that. And, and I actually um, want to just share that um, I have begun to practice that. And, and, I, and I tell you that when you begin to look for God to show up, it is just an amazing thing. Um, to see him reveal himself through people, through through things that you come in contact with, and especially um, when you are trying to be directed or you're looking for um, confirmation of things or you're looking for clarity. So I, I really I would attest that um, putting yourself in a place first that you can hear him and, and to begin to look for him to, to show up is um it, it, it's an awesome thing, and, and it's it's pretty addictive, people too, because once he once it starts to show up and things start to make sense, um, it's not always easy, but 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 I, I find it to be um, fun for me, um, eye opening and 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 addictive uh, for me. And I love I love that word, you know, because even the Bible said in Acts that he. Um, sort of labeled the house of Stephanus as a group of people that were addicted to doing the right thing. Just like you can get addicted to doing the wrong thing, you can get addicted to doing the right thing. And that's really uh, a sign of maturity, a sign of growth. And it happens as we're consistent in doing the right thing. And then as you said it, you said it awesome. You said, you know, once we see the results, once we see the benefits of that, that ought to want to keep us going, doing the right thing, and then yeah. we become addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, the point, it's the point of no return um, because I, I find it that, um, and, and, and sometimes it's, I find situations where, um, so I, I know for me, I'm always put in a place to, um, 
talk to people about difficult topics um, or help them see something in a different way. And I could be, it's one time I was in the grocery store, I was standing in line, and there was a little boy in front of me, and he was, a, he was an African-American little boy, and he um, he was scratching his leg. And he he kept reaching down to scratch his leg, and when he would scratch his leg, his pants would lift up, and you could see the the layers of dry skin on him. And and I, I struggled with eczema, so I saw that he was scratching because he was itching, and it was eczema. And the mom was trying to she was trying to you know she had a lot of groceries, so she was trying to manage what was going on in the belt, look at what they were calculating. But he kept stopping behind her as she was trying to move the line along to scratch, and she began to just you know out of anger, pulling him along, you know, come on, come on here, you know, kind of rude and, and kind of rough in, in a sense. Um, and then I kind of, we made eye contact, and I kind of chuckled, and I was like, I understand what he's going to do. I have, I have an eczema, and it drives me insane with the itch. And so we began to have this brief conversation about it while she was um, paying for her groceries, and I offered her some advice of some things that I use. But it allowed her to, to break down of her being so thinking because she indicated that he, he's over-exaggerating. He does all the time, and it's not that bad. And I was like, I'm telling you, I have it. It is that bad. But I was able to to deliver that in a way that she could accept it, and the conversation was lighthearted, and it was fun and funny. But prior to that, I was thinking, oh, God, I, I don't feel like talking to this woman. But I could not shake, <laughs> you know, the image of him <laughs> scratching and her understanding what he was going through because he could not explain that to her. But it's just things like that where he shows up and he wants us to help other people, you know, and um, I was trying to get to a party or get to some event and I wanted her to hurry up and, and, and just hurry along, woman, so that I can get out of here because I'm running late for where I need to be. But just taking time to say a few kind words or just to observe what's happening in front of you or how you can help the situation changes people's lives. And, and and I still got to where I was going on time. And and it, and it allowed me to feel um, a sense of usefulness that I was able to help someone else. But it, it's all a part of just being um, helpful in other people's lives. And I think that's how God show up. Yeah, and, you know, you, you, asked, you, you asked about the plan of God. I think sometimes it's right in front of our face and we miss it. You know, you were right there. Uh, that was an opportunity. You could have not taken advantage of it because you were busy, but you took advantage of it. So God's plan is always being revealed, you know, minute by minute, uh, day by day, week by week. And, you know, when those opportunities arise, we can't get too busy for God. You know, we all want God to move, right? Like, God, we want you to move. We pray mm-hmm. for it. But then, you know what, it's not convenient for us. You know, we want him to move during that Sunday morning or Wednesday night or during the church service. But really, it's it may be while you're waiting in line checking out. It may be an inconvenience to you. So be careful what you pray for. I always tell people, you know, you don't find God's will. God's will finds you. And I think that's one of the greatest statements yeah. that we can really grasp. Because we, we, we always are trying yeah. to find God's will. We'll quit trying to find it. If you're doing the right thing, heading in the right direction, connected to the right people, then you are going to have God's will revealed to you. You don't have to chase after it. It will chase you when you walk in obedience to God. And so that example that you shared there is a perfect thing for us to remember is that we don't have to go chasing things. Things will chase us. Opportunities will come. Doors will open when we are just yielded to the Lord and allow those opportunities Mm -hmm. to just sort of organically take place instead of forcing them to happen. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, you! I'm telling you, I could talk with you all day, Pastor Jenkins. <laughs> so amazing. What what do you what do you say to these young people that you are empowering? Because to to get them to see what their purpose is or um, or what's chasing them, how do you get them to pay attention to that? What do you say to them? Well, it's it's definitely not easy. You definitely have to get their attention. But I think the key is you know, sharing with people and letting them know that they do have a purpose. The number one thing that threatens the enemy is us fulfilling our purpose. The devil doesn't want us to fulfill our purpose. So every day, every minute, every second, the enemy is trying to detour us or derail us or get us off course. And, you know, whenever you're down, whenever you're discouraged, I always tell people when the best thing to do to get out of discouragement is to focus in on your future and to do something uh, you know, to fulfill your purpose. When you do that, um, it gives you a reason to be here. You know, if the Lord was done with us, we wouldn't be here. The reason we have life and breath, the reason we're still around is because God is not done with us. There's a plan and purpose yet to be revealed that's to come. And every day needs to be about fulfilling that God-giving purpose in our life. You know, as I said, not finding it, but letting it find us. Letting things evolve, come to pass without us trying to fit a square peg in a round hole just accepting whatever it may be. A lot of times people have difficulty sort of accepting, you know, what they've been called to do because they compare and compete with other people. Whatever you've been called to do, you've been called to do it with greatness. You've been called to do it maybe better than anybody else, but you have to accept the fact that this is what you've been called to do. Sometimes we look at other people and what they're doing and we compare ourselves, we get jealous, we get angry, and we may say, well, you know what, we don't really like what we've been called to do. And then, you know what, everybody misses out. But if we can just find our place and just realize what God has called us to, there's nobody who can be better at being us, being who we are. And so that's what we really need to focus in on. And we try to share with people all the time that, you know, uh, this, is, this, this thing called life is what you make it. You, you can have whatever you want if you're willing to be yielded to the Lord and allow uh, and accept what God has for you. Um, who knows the doors that can open? You know, the greatness that is inside of us can bring us before kings and powerful great men and, uh, and women of authority. But we've got to accept what God has called us to do and not always try to compete and compare with somebody else. Be okay with who we are and what God has called us to do. One of the greatest deliverances in life is getting delivered from yourself. And, you know, either not getting too caught up in who you are or not thinking too less of yourself, but being okay with who God made you and what God has called you to do. When we can get to that point, you talk about freedom. The greatest freedom is when you get delivered from yourself. What, 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 um, I, I like that, and, and, and I wholeheartedly uh, believe and, and, and trust that. I appreciate you giving us those, um, the number. So let's kind of go back a little bit. You gave us, we talk about 2017 and, um, and your research and how many times it showed up and, and what it meant. So if you're just tuning in and you missed it, go back and, and hear that. It's very prophetic, um, very, very profound words. So let's, um, Let's share with them um, some insight on colors. You, you referenced that colors mean certain things. So we gave them the, the, the 2017, and you broke down 17 and gave your perspective on that. I, I, I'd like to share something with the audience about, co- about a color 
what color would you like to share with the audience and, and breaking down what it means and how you've researched well, it? Yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, the key is not telling the scripture what uh, it says, but letting it tell you what it wants to say. And I think that's where we get in the problem. My job isn't to, you know, tell you what the scripture says uh, based upon what I think or feel. It, it, it's the pattern. It's what we see when it's mentioned. It's, you, take those, you take the color. You write out all the scriptures that you see uh, with that certain color, and then you see what the connection is. That's how I do it. Whether it be numbers, colors, symbols, names, places, or people, you just put out all the references, and then you let it speak for itself. So you take the color green. Green is representative of growth. Uh, when you see brown, it's a sign of, you know, a deadness. It's a sign that something is decaying. And when you look in the Bible, there's only four references to the color brown, and all of them are about decaying or dying. And so, you know, there may be other people out there who have other definitions of colors. The bottom line is I base the definitions upon what the Word of God says when it's referenced in the Bible. When you see green, it's growth. When you see brown, it's decay. When you see blue, it's about heaven. You know, every time you see blue, where's, where's the greatest, you know, blue that you see almost every day? It's the sky. You look up. Heaven is upward. You see uh, the color orange. It's about ca- it's about uh, construction. Whenever you see the color orange, if I got constructing, and you take it even in our own society, you see orange signs, what's going on? Usually construction is coming. Yellow is about caution. Green is about going. There's some things you don't even have to pray about. You know, uh, if you already, if God's already given you a green light on something, you don't need to ask God if it's his will to do it. You know, uh, when you were standing in that line and the opportunity arose for you to share, you didn't have to say, hey, God, is this your will for me to sort of uh, help this woman, maybe be a little encouraging to her? You, you would waste your time praying. You already had the go-ahead. The green light was there. So when you see these colors, red is about redemption. Why? Because red is connected to what? The blood, the blood that we have. The life is in the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ is what sets us free and washes us. You see these in the Bible or numbers, whatever it may be, you put these things out, you reference, and then you see the connection. It's amazing the consistency that's in God's Word. The God's Word is not inconsistent, and when you begin to study things out, you, you'll become even more amazed at the consistency that's in the Word and the connection that has to something in life that when you read the Bible, God wants you to sort of understand at a greater level than you've ever understood it before. That's amazing. Pastor Bill Jenkins, let's tell the audience where they can get um, information about you, what it is you're doing, and also where they can purchase your, your written materials if they're interested. And uh, I think this is um, something that people might want to pick up during the holiday season to sit back and read. So why don't you share that with yeah, us? Yeah, absolutely. They can go to uh, our websites at one of our churches, churchofacts.org or destinylandcc.org. So churchofacts.org, destinylandcc.org, get a copy. Uh, I've got three brand-new books that just came out, all about the reset, the prophetic almanac for 2018. So that's going to tell you what's going to happen next year. And then I have a deliverance devotional, which is 365 days of devotion. to give you a scripture, a prayer, a thought of the day, a deed of the day. And then there's a Bible reading plan to read through the Bible in one year. So they're available on Amazon. Uh, eBay, you can download it on ebook Kindle, you can go to Barnes and Noble, 
There's tons of places for you to get it. The best place, the quickest place for you to get it, if you want to get it on your phone, download it on ebook Kindle or go to churchofx.org or destinlandcc.org. You can also go to our radio station, which is wimdradio.com, and you can pick up a copy there. So it's out there. You can Google it if you want to. These three books are great books to start the year off. So you can do yourself a favor, lay a great foundation. Don't just focus in on losing weight and feeling great. Feed your spirit, watch it grow, and become everything God wants you to be in 2018. So the Prophetic Almanac for 2018, it's all about the reset, and the Deliverance Devotion are available. You can get them as a package, and it's a great way, really, to start the year and help you to have a plan to fulfill your purpose in 2018. Awesome, awesome. It has definitely been a joy having you on the show, Pastor Bill. Thank you so much for being in the cafe with me, and I look forward to reading up on your material and learning more about these prophetic um, things that are going on as it relates to understanding the Bible uh, with everyday concepts as we walk and find in our purpose. So thank you for being uh, in the cafe with me, and I appreciate having you. Oh, thank you so much. Just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected. Stay connected, folks, by visiting the website coffeetalkwithsoy.com as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.